Hello and welcome to Storytime with Shining Nathan. If you followed us here from TikTok or YouTube, we're so happy you're here. If you found us organically, welcome, you're in for a treat, as Shining Nathan, or as people like to call him, your gay auntie, will be reading you stories throughout literary history. So grab yourself something to eat, drink, and get all cuddled up while Shining Nathan takes you on a literary adventure. Be sure to follow us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, and subscribe for future stories. Hello, sweet peas, sugar dumplings. This is your gay auntie, of course. And as always, I'm so happy to have you here on my podcast. Now, as you know, I've kicked off spooky season early because for me, it already is there. And I'm so excited to be introducing some spooky stories written by Edgar Allan Poe and some things I remember from my own past of South Texas lore that you might enjoy. Now, if you found me organically, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Now, if you mind from my TikTok, as always, my loves, I am love that you're here as well. Now, as many of you know and some of you don't, I do have a Patreon and creating content is now my full-time job. And if you'd like to support for as low as $3 a month, go to patreon.com forward slash shining Nathan. I'd be very much humbled and appreciative of you doing so. And as always, I'm so glad you're here. Now... Today, we're going to be telling a story that I remember, and that happened to me, that is both linked in mythos, modern culture, and lore. Now first, some history and cultural background. Now many of you know, of course, of Wicca. Well, in my culture, being Latino or Chicano, we have what's called brujeria and curaderia. Both are forms of witchcraft, except curanderia is meant basically to heal, cleanse, purify, things like that, to simplify it for y'all. Where brujeria tends to be considered the more unsightly type of magic. Now, if you're wicked, don't come up in here in the comments or whatever, trying to be whatever. This is how our practice is, and this is how culturally we operate. Now, it does differ between different, different definitions based on region, cultural background. What we here in Texas as Tejanos believe and experience is going to be different from Californianos, and that's fine. Now, we're going to go on to Brujeria which can be considered the dark form of magic, the dark art, so to speak. And as in Wicca, in Brujeria, we have familiars. Now, a truly dark bruja or brujo has a familiar called a lachusa. Now, some people have this as differentiated as its own individual creature, but to my culture, or where I'm from, it is considered a familiar of a very dark witch. And the Lachusa is a dark, kind of gnarled owl-looking creature that can be distinguished by its one red eye and its one brown eye. And through this creature, the Brujo, or Bruja, is able to see through its eyes and control it. And it's not just any owl. It's much bigger, much more fearsome than a normal owl you may see. Now, growing up in a small town down in South Texas, you always heard these different stories told of what a curandera or a bruja was, and to always watch out for a brujas la chusa. Now, when a la chusa is near you, that means a bruja is watching and learning and manipulates that bird to its liking. 
Now, once upon a time in my own life, my mother and I were plagued by a particularly vicious bruja and its lachusa. Now, some say that the lachusa is a familiar or the witch, bruja, or brujo, transformed into another form. However you feel about this transformation, the effect is distinctly unnerving and can be terrifying. So here's the tale of how we were once haunted or cursed with a witch's lachusa. To set the scene, it's a South Texas town in late summer. The grass has long been withered and yellow, the air still hot and muggy. We are moving into fall as the air begins to slowly turn. As the story progresses, you can feel fall slowly descend. At the beginning of this tale, my mother, then in her mid-forties, was dating a man whom we will call John. Now John and my mother had begun dating in courtship several months prior, but decided to become official during the late summer. Now during this time, John had dated an older woman over a year back. And this woman was notorious in this South Texas town as a well-known bruja. Very wicked and vile was this woman. Vindictive, too. And this is just a woman that, out of spite, saw my mother as the one who stole her man, even though he long left her well before my mother ever laid eyes on him. Now this bruja, being vindictive as she was, clearly had something out for my mother. And that is when things begin to oddly happen, when my mother and John decided to official their relationship. Odd happenings, bouts of bad luck, began plaguing my mother that culminated into the feeling of being followed from John's ranch 20 minutes out into the country, back into town. And so you know the layout of this trek. It's a long country road that runs about 20 miles out to this country little ranch where John lived in order to get back to town. And so it would be for a month or so we always felt something following us until we hit the city limits three miles away from where we lived. And then it would be gone. We would go out to John's ranch, his little quaint little country home, about three bedroom place with a family living about five minutes in either direction away from him. After nights of being there for gatherings, barbecues, birthday parties, the events were countless almost every weekend until that late summer we realized what was following us. For you see, the car my mother drove was a very distinct pink 1977 Thunderbird. You knew it was her from a mile away to that land yacht that plowed the highway and the streets. One night, as we were leaving a particularly joyous and rowdy birthday party headed home, we had that feeling again of being watched and followed. Unlike normal, where I usually fall asleep and stay asleep till we get home, my little nine-year-old eyes crept open and peered out the passenger window as I always like to sit in the front passenger seat with my mama. 
and saw a red eye staring back at me. A large bird-like owl creature was staring in the window and I yelped. Instantly, my mom slowed down the car just a bit to look and there was nothing there. And I told her what I'd seen. But she put her attention, calmed me down, put her attention back to the road and we kept going on. But as I looked at her, I saw the yellow golden eye staring into her side window. And that's when I said, Mom, look. And she did. And that is when she realized what exactly was following us. It was the owl-like form of the Lachusa. And she knew she had to speed and get home. And that way it continued, going from passenger window to driver window, until the moment we hit the city limits and we saw it fly straight back. Now some people wanted it to want to poo-poo this off to just a random owl following us home to a specific point, but that is not true. This owl, clearly, this Lachusa, clearly, was out for my mother. And the continuation of the story will tell you and show you how we knew. You see, one evening, about mid-fall, we had been enjoying some revelry with some family members of John's family and our family late into the night. Birthday cake, barbecue, a cool fall wind had descended as night fell, and you could tell the seasons were changing. At this point, me being the age I was, had already grown tired and expended my sugar rush from cake and sweets and wanted to go home. But that evening, my mother had decided she wanted to stay with John and luckily enough, my aunt, my tia, had joined us for this big event. And so she agreed to take me home so that way I could go to bed and she would babysit the evening and my mama would come home the next day. So all was put together. We packed up some leftovers for me to have and put in the fridge at home while my aunt babysat. We cleaned up, but the entire time there was still odd noises happening in the mesquite and other trees surrounding this little ranch house. But we ignored it, thinking it was the pigs or maybe the roosters and chickens just doing their do. And so we went along, finishing up the cleaning, finishing up the putting away, until it was time for my aunt and I to go. Now my aunt didn't have her own car. My mama loaned her her car, that distinct 1977 pink Thunderbird that is well so known and easily to spot. My aunt grabbed the keys, got in the car, and off we went on the 20-minute journey back home. Now, as I mentioned before, we'd always seen the Latrusa follow us, always to the city limits, and fly back. Now, as other people always seem to think that that was just an owl way of just doing its thing, this will show you in a very eerie way how it was trying to track my mother. You see, not 10 minutes into the journey back, I spotted the Lachusa looking in through the window and gasped for my aunt to look. She looked out her side eye and looked and saw it as it flew over the car and into the passenger side and looked her directly in the eyes and noticed that it was not my mother, but my aunt. 
So unlike other occasions where the Lachusa would follow us all the way home, this night it made a direct U-turn back to the ranch and away from us. And off we went on our journey and told our mother of what happened. She soon told us what happened not a few hours later once we had gotten home. You see, after we departed, my mother and John decided that there was time to go to bed after a few hours of being with the remaining adults and family members drinking and merriment around a bonfire. The rest of the family dispersed to their own homes, some there on the ranch, some back in the city, and my mom and John decided it was time to get into bed. Now they finished their baths and they kept hearing odd sounds around the house but paid no mind once again thinking it was just the sounds of the ranch animals being ranch animals. Bit by bit they all went to bed. Now imagine the scene. The small ranch house was only a three room house. Four if you count the bathroom sort of connected off to the kitchen then the main bedroom, and then the living area. The bedroom had a big kind of bay window where the bed was pressed up against with curtains behind. My mom and John drifted off to sleep and began dreaming dreams until about three in the morning came a loud BAM at the window. And it came again, another BAM. And the window started to crack just a tad and my mom and John got up and stood away from the window from the bed. A few minutes later they could hear more rustling and then another loud BAM at the front door. They waited in utter silence, mom praying, trying to figure out what it was, John checking the windows, trying to see if he could see in the darkness outside. For some reason, the outside security light had been out, so he could not see anything but darkness and shadow. So they went to the center of the house and waited a time to make sure whatever it was, whether it was a javelina, bird, had gone. But my mom secretly knew what it was. The next morning they got up and knew it was no javelina because the house itself was built up away from the ground that no javelina could really get to any door or especially the window. They went around and saw feathers, big feathers, littering the yard all around the house. They went to the window and seen it cracked some so they spent the day repairing the window and repairing the door. Checking around the property to make sure none of the animals were spooked or harmed, seeing that everything was okay, but an eerie feeling swept across the entire ranch. They did their duties, feeding the chickens, feeding the pigs, doing as they do, going out in La Monte, or the woods as you would call it, to kind of just take their mind off the thoughts of the evening before. My mom had planned to go home later that evening, so she spent more time with John and his family into a little bit later than normal. You see, there was a lot of merriment to be had and my aunt agreed to take care of me until she got home later that night. The night went on, merriment was had, and songs were sung and drinks were had. 
and food, and they were merry. They soon forgot about the events of the night previous evening after recounting what happened to the family members, and decided around ten at night it was time to go home. They finished packing up the small bag my mama had brought, cleaning up the tables, putting away the things and ice chests, and got ready to go. They were inside wiping down the countertops and getting ready to leave when my mama heard something strange but thought nothing of it. An eerie feeling fell again once again onto this small ranch, but they ignored it and my mom knew it was time to go home. She knew I was waiting, and so she told John to go get the truck ready, for he drove a truck because he worked in construction. Off she went, getting, it, getting her bag, putting things back together, straightened the kitchen as is her way, and John came back in to grab his wallet, saying the truck is already ready for you and warming up. My mama went out to the truck, headlights on and everything, heater going since now at this point it's late fall, and she sat. She was going through several things in the glove compartment, looking for something she left there, and checking about to make sure everything was in her person bag, ready to go. She heard the door to the truck open and the weight settle on the left driver's side as if John had gotten in the truck with her. And so she began talking, saying how next weekend they weren't able to go fishing because she thinks that I, Nathan, had something that I had to do, but she would call him later once she confirmed, because this was the time before cell phones. And she kept talking and going through her purse as she did, and she got a prickly feeling, but not enough to be aware, and so she looked up through the windshield and saw John staring at her in the headlights into the cab and then at the driver's side window. The hair on all her body prickled up and stood on end as that eerie feeling set in as she was too distracted to notice. She slowly, ever so slowly, turned her head and saw the man-shaped figure of a large owl, the Latrusa, sitting in the driver's side, staring at her. And she began fighting against it, trying to kick it out as it screamed and lunged and flew back out of the driver's side, out the open door and into the night. My mom sat there shivering and John rushed into the truck and began turning, getting it ready to go and backing it out while the door was still open. Slamming it shut, he took like a bat out of heck down the country road and back home. My mama did not go back to John's for a few weeks, feeling that eerie feeling and decided it was time to sever that connection with the bruja that had put the Latrusa on her because at this point, enough was enough and she knew exactly how to remove the talons of a bruja out of her i hope you enjoyed this little spooky tale my loves if you would like feel free to give this a like or whatever it is the podcast gods like you to do to these or re-listen to it and I can tell another quick tale in the next episode on how my family got rid of La Lachusa and La Bruja. Thank you.
As always, if you like this content, feel free to go on over to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Shannon Nathan, and feel free to become one of my patrons. I have a $3 level where I post regular content and quick access to content like this. As always, I'm so glad you're here and glad you listened to me tell this story. I love each and every one of you so much. You take care now, and remember, drink your water, my loves. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Storytime with Shining Nathan. If you did, remember to subscribe and feel free to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to support this channel and your gay auntie, go to patreon.com forward slash Shining Nathan. If you have any suggestions on pieces we can read, feel free to email us at yourgayauntie at gmail.com. Remember, you are loved, you are fully valid, and we're so happy you're here. You take care of yourself. <laughs>